Hey, everybody! Hi there. We're up beer and gear. Gear and beer. Gear and beer. I'll never say that right. Bozeman, Montana. This yeah. is Blaze. That's Joe, people. And uh, yeah, we're beautiful. It's summertime it's in Bozeman, summer. Montana. It's gorgeous. It's, uh, I love it. Yeah, it only took till mid-July to get that. It went from rain to, it was smoky yesterday, and then it rained and settled that smoke, but it was, it's a weird summer out here. It is, yeah. A lot yeah. of moisture. I'm kind of liking the, the, how cool it is. But, um, yeah, but it's, it's kind of nice. But it's a wet, it's our wettest yeah. summer. Stay tuned. We have a weather show that we do later on. <laughs> full on chart. We even have pie charts. And Speaking stuff. of uh, wet things, though, we got these beer Whoa, bugs. That could go anywhere, Joe. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we, what, yeah, what's going on here? I noticed that there's a, uh, what are these, like, different ways of putting beer in my belly? Yeah, I think they're like uh, frat, like fraternity devices. You drink beer oh, out of them. These were, uh, there's some naked 300-pound dude face down in, on a lawn in front of a, with one a of building with Greek, Greek numbers on it, and he just had two of them in his hand. Yeah. It's weird. They're and not you guitars. You stole them from them. So I think yeah, I think these are our new beer. Dr- uh, they're they're our new beer drinking yeah. devices. It smells like Axe body spray and Chardonnay. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but uh, we'll get a good. Yeah, I'm ready to. I want to drink some beer. It smells like K Rab with like like fake crab and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Boons. Yeah, Mad 2020 and Boons. Um, the uh, let's, well, we're gonna need beer. Let's gonna, try these we're out. Need beer. Let's do some yeah, chugging. Yeah, I want to. I want to do some chugging. Okay. I want to just like college. Oh, good. Our guest is here. Hey! Hey guys! Oh, he, he's beer. Beer. I, oh sweet! Now we can use these. How yeah. you doing? Here, yeah, here. Take my seat. I'll uh, uh, we're gonna do something new. You take my seat, and I'll go in the middle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never done this before. This is new, new stuff. Then. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, All right. Hey, oh man! Brought some beers. Hey, Jake. Brought, yes. the, brought the Montucky. Look at that! Awesome. There's a horse yeah. running. That says Montana right there. There's a horse just running in a field. Yeah, you know it's who beautiful. did that art is uh, Wilson. Wilson Raska. Oh yeah, uh, a thousand arms. A thousand Perfect. arms. A thousand sure. baby arms. Pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> he does a lot. Of Pretty great, sure he made a that. Lot logo. Of great logos. Oh man, that's awesome! Those? Thank you very much. Yeah. Tall great. Ones. We were just. Uh, Montucky. Yeah. Tall ones. You know, I I went with those because uh, it's gonna be a long. They morning. give eight percent back to local causes. Ooh, that's nice. They do. They do. Blaze and I appreciate that it's a tall. How do I get to be? How do I get to be a local cause? Well, your your choice. Okay, I have to work out. Maybe there's some paperwork to do. Yeah. Um, At first, thank I you thought, very much. Oh, do you actually, want these are these are eight percent. Be- no, I'm good. This company, right uh, yeah. very nice people. Oh my god! Oh, they're uh, yeah, eight percent. I thought you meant eight percent <laughs> like alcohol. It's I was like, like good. Oh these my are god. nice, strong ones. Oh, sweet. Well, but, uh, we got some new beer. Yeah. Uh, we got some new. Oh, st- sorry about that. <laughs> we got some new uh, beer uh, device. Delivery devices that uh, we were just wondering we needed beer for it. So let's, yeah, uh, so let's just dump the beer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> the, these? Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you know what these are? Yeah, well, that's well, we're these are things that we're going to drink beer through. It's a big, it's kind of like a bit, what are those things? Funnels? What are they yeah, called? Like Doing a, beer a funnel? Bomb. When they lift you upside down. Oh, like, a keg stand. Go, motherfucker, go, motherfucker, right, go. Well, keg stand. It's like right. a keg stand, but it's its its own little thing. All right, let's get it going. Or what they used to do, they do those funnels. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> Oh, wait, I'd have to get all new pads. <laughs> um, probably not. So that's not really why they're here, are they? It might not be worth it today. Um, we're guitar players. We haven't, we don't, we're not familiar with those devices. So, there. They're, well, so let me, so you play these for, yeah, to be creative. I play huh. these. I play these, these uh, horns. It's basically a tube. I thought, see, we usually Pretty have guitar people. Guitar people, And so yeah. I was expecting guitars. I thought, so I thought these were just lovely drinking yeah. devices. Or but that's all right. I'll drink out of this. Yeah. Uh, this is Jake Fleming. Uh, and he is our guest today. He's a local, he's a local, 
dude who does a lot of great, wonderful music. Yep. Yeah. And uh, um, he's a longtime friend of Music Villa, friend, a personal friend of all of ours. Um, we're real happy to have him here. And we've been yeah, we've been waiting a while to get get you on here. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. And we're gonna have some really cool horn things going. Yeah, it's exciting for us to have a. He's a he's a multi instrumentalist. Producer, writer, creative guy, all around. And more than that, so. Joe, he's an inspiration. <laughs> Damn it! You know, I look at him and what he's doing. He's verse. You know, he's doing all these wonderful things. He seems mm-hmm. like a well down to earth, at peace kind of gentleman. You know, he's doing yoga and shit, right? You're doing yoga. You're yeah. blowing the sacks. That's the kind of life I want to lead. He's also doing karate, Damn it. so he can kick. You do your karate? Ass. Do you do martial arts? <laughs> no, that's on the list. Okay, okay. I'm gonna get. I would see that's just, that's a natural. You know what? You got the yeah. yoga. You got the yeah. sex one. Nun, just concentrate the nunchucks. Just yeah. concentrate on the nunchucks. <laughs> I kind of some light throwing star work. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little light throwing star work. <laughs> but <laughs> we, the nunchucks give you that edge. We had it in our house a little bit. My uh-huh. mom was studying taekwondo. Nice. Nunchucks? Yeah, yeah. We had some nunchucks. Yeah, and see, mom with nunchucks is my mom had the wooden spoon and whacked me. I got the. I wouldn't be here right now. I got the wooden spoon. But the chucks were for defense only, not for punishing children. And But she oh, did man. teach us how to throw That's punches cool. and kicks. Um, and and then awesome. we thought we'd try to spar with mom. My brother called her on in the living room one time. And she he took went you guys one down, kick, didn't you? Yeah, one flip, and he was over. I said, oh. I will not be calling on my mom. See, <laughs> imagine no if you had the, the film phones back then. You would have had a video. You would have been filming it and videoing it, and then you could relive it and show yeah, show your brother all the time. It, it would be great. Yeah. He, would, he would love it. I'm now, sure, I'm now, sure it's karate amazing. mom kicks son's ass. I love that. That is the best. <laughs> Taekwondo mom. That is the best thing I've heard all day. Um, now, where are you from? Let's let. Uh, I grew up in Rapid City, South Dakota. Oh, how was that? That's a big tourist destination. You go there to see the the Mount Rushmore kind of area. No, uh, yeah. the the reptile, that, right. the giant reptile fish? gardens. They yep. got those hundred and thirty year old tortoises in there, mm-hmm. alligators. Uh, yeah, it's big time. Tourist uh, tourism is the industry of South Dakota. That seems like a interesting place. So you're there. But what you know, I'm I grew up in New York. You you play basketball or baseball, or whatever. You're going to all these different schools, and they're all within an hour, mm-hmm. and you're playing all these different schools. There's no, is there other schools around there? You're in the <laughs> desert. You're playing. Bismarck. It's like just <laughs> you guys, and that's it. Well, they is hate that they scrimmage hate, all the time. They hate North Dakota, and South Dakota. Oh, they is that it? Bitter, it's kind of like a rivalry. north and south. <laughs> they're feuding. <laughs> you got to think. Uh, sure. Oh no, it's a pretty you know. Don't cross this line. In the city limits, I was going to say pretty big town, but not pretty big town. It's pretty big town. It's a big enough town to host two high schools. Okay. Uh, within the city limits, there's this population of sixty-seven thousand. This is an Air Force base, Ellsworth Air Force Base, right off. Uh-huh. So all that population comes in, and then surrounding areas, and the Black Hills are there. So it's just kind of a it's funky like spot. a like a, a hub for for and, the Black Hills. And yeah. there's college there. Yeah, there is. There's okay. a school of mines. Okay. Mm. And, and That's a good uh, name for a college. <laughs> school of mines. Yeah. Yeah. And there's Black Hill State University, which is Spearfish. Okay. Yeah. Where, where Lang's from. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, Spearfish, that's, nice oh, that's right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So what kind of music were you exposed or what got, like, yeah. you're in this unique area. Where, is it just classic rock radio? Is it just like, how did, what, did you see it? What inspired you to play music? How did you start? What's the deal? I was a teenager, probably, before I really was able to uh, differentiate that my dad's music was not James Taylor's music. Meaning that 
you know, he would play James Taylor tunes oh, and his oh, and tunes he and wrote other it. tunes. Yeah, and I thought that, that was his. Ah. That was it. And then, oh, that's somebody. You're that's pretty good, not his song. That's okay. So <laughs> all that to say that Dad's like, damn it, he caught on to me. <laughs> yeah, I grew up oh, with, well. with my dad playing music with his friends. Cool. So a very casual, sitting, sit, very old type of tradition. I'm talking hundreds of years old before we had phonographs and wax recordings where right. people could listen to music without having to make it live. You know, and families sure. used to gather like this and play music at the end of the day yeah. and so on and so forth. So I kind of grew up in that. We call it a living room thing house. or a back porch kind of a thing. That's cool. And learn to play guitar uh, along with my dad probably. I remember being very young, two, three. Mm. He's playing guitar. I reach up and I strum the strings like we cool. do, and there was never a, uh, no, 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 you know, it's just always this free, this is music, this is me, this is you. Um, so I've cool. always felt like very uh, comfortable with music and like right. it's a it's natural thing for everybody. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then <laughs> I started to become an, um, a teenager, you know, with hormones and angst. Mm. And we were on the interstate. So we were a great stop off for mm. touring acts. Like, mm. uh, well, my first rock concert was um, Styx. Wow. Nice. We need to nice. remember this point. Every guest, we're going to ask what their first, first show. Rock yeah. So uh, Styx. Styx. And I was oh, 10. Nice. Oh, wow, that's big. It was Potential. an arena show, and no, I was probably in their heyday, like right in their. It was. You heard it was Mr. Roboto and all this. Oh yeah, yeah. I was blown away. I was hooked. I was done. You sure. Know, that was it. Nice. Oh, because the power, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. of the both the music, but the the sound system and the audience, yeah. and the right. whole thing. It's a big impression. And they're up there with their magic wands, and oh yeah, you know, they're playing music and they're singing. And then the That's next cool. concert I went to was Yes. Wow. Oh, yes. Nice. So Did those were my first big live rock concerts. And then That's everyone pretty, started coming through. So, you know, these are Quiet Riot, Poison, Motley Crue, Def sure. Leppard days. And yeah. that was the music that I first called my own was mm -hmm. was this, this you know, hair rock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's I had this yeah. white tiger striped handkerchief now i know what to do with it <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah yeah but kind of around that same time kids were being <clears throat> offered the opportunity to play band instrument mm -hmm. i didn't sign up the first year i wasn't into it in that but the second year they came around and did a did a demonstration um it was a cartoon and these we'd watch this cartoon and the different characters uh, would come out and play the different instruments oh, this cool. guy came out played this tenor and um, I get, I heard that sound, and it was the softer, nice. you know, yeah. nice. And I was like, yeah, I, that's Sweet. what I want to do. So I was sixth cool. sixth grade. So I started late, played with the fifth graders, um, picked it up and played, and then I was in the school band thing. So that was the that was kind of the music education side branch, and then the 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 beginning stuff, the the, the living room music was. Mm the every person's music branch right mm -hmm. and so i played the sax all through high school and followed my <clears throat> my dreams of becoming a rock star and you know i thought you know i finally committed to music finally <laughs> about <laughs> at age 16 like i'm gonna do music it was yeah, either right. music or coal mines in, in, in honor of uh yeah <laughs> coal mines i have this thing where i think everyone's gonna be working the coal mines yeah. wherever they grew up that, that's not really the yeah. case, though, is it? No. Okay. A little more like <laughs> the path of Stacy. It was either going to be music or cosmetology. Huh? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he, uh, and he's doing them both, man. He's doing them both, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, Makes sense. Hair like, rock, 
I do Man, hair. Man, yep. Manny Petties and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then later in high school, after I when I first committed to I'm going to be a musician, I thought that I'd get out of high school, go to L.A., become a rock star. But by the time that arrived, it was 19. I graduated high school in '92, so '91 was coming on, and you guys might remember the uh, kind of the resurgence of the '60s during that time. Yeah, we had oh yeah, Born on Fourth of July. Yeah. And, <clears throat> Castles uh, and Ash, the Dead were getting all, all popular the, again. And Forrest Gump soundtrack. Yeah. Is all I graduated '91, so I knew what you're talking about. Exactly. But it wasn't yeah. a thing then. You definitely it yeah. was this thing of like that '60s. I was listening to Jimi Hendrix. Wonder Years was on. Yeah. You know, was like after, Kurt, after Kurt Cobain died too it kind of like it, that was a big hit for rock for like the new rock and roll yeah. you know what i mean and grunge kind of took a you know took a big hit and uh, but it was right at the height there in the yeah. 60s and this whole right like before, yeah. reclaiming like yeah. this this whole there movement was this, whole of this is who we thing. are you know and i just yeah. want to be who i am and mm -hmm. and right. so i started listening Woodstock to 94 yep <laughs> started listening <laughs> to a lot more classic rock and 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 just older stuff that I'd never listened to before and finally finally discovered the Beatles for myself after nice. my dad telling me for a few years like I'm telling him about Metallica and I'm telling him about these bands he's like so what do you like about that and I'm trying to describe it to him because uh, it was all mostly what I understood at the time was just energy and emotion sure and, you know yeah. and I related to it yeah. and and he's like well the Beatles is real rock and roll. And I'm like, <laughs> right. <laughs> that doesn't even sound anything like, you know, I was yeah. into the sound too, yeah. the sonic right. the quality of these recordings, which was yep. not the Beatles, but I didn't understand their music yet. But so through the sax and through playing jazz and starting to play jazz and listen to jazz, I started to get this much wider sure. um, thing. And I was falling in love yeah. with classical music too. And we were playing Mozart pieces in band and really starting to just digest music. And what, what, you know, wow, this is so, amazing. So who's yeah. your first big jazz influence? Uh, sax player. First, first tenor guy that really you know, resonated with and what, yeah, probably, um, I mean, my first that I found for myself and, and, and attached myself to the, to, to his expression was Sonny Rollins. Oh, great. Mm. Yeah, but great tone. I like his humor and his quirkiness. Mm. Um, Coltrane was the first, well, as an adult, I don't know how many years ago now, but I came back and I was listening to In a Sentimental Mood that he recorded with Duke Ellington and uh, just heard this line, that rising line at the beginning of the song and went, I've heard this before. And, and I sent it to my dad and, and, uh, and, He's like, oh yeah, we used to play that vinyl all the time when you were just a little guy, oh, cool. you know, oh, just wow. a little baby. Yeah. Oh, that's um, cool. Nice. And he was playing. I was like, that makes sense because it really it's, feels like home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Coltrane is deep and and philosophically and cosmically and oh, yeah. spiritually, I align with uh, with Coltrane. Uh, he's just such a monster. He was always so serious about it. Very serious. I was very about to say. hard to. Yep. To like not very playful, and no. but but Sonny Rollins <laughs> just play around yeah. with a triad. It, it, it's really funny. Stuff. We were talking about That's this cool. culture of a lot of Different like uh, Monk and Coltrane together. Monk has a lot of humor in his music. Yes, he's yeah, you know, I yeah. love. And Monk. so and those quirky. two, that union, you know, is cool because it yeah. is Coltrane is so serious and you know. He got, you know, with a guy like Monk, right. it's, it's that the humor Getting is in. in. It's, you know, it's written in. Yeah, yeah. it's written in. <laughs> what okay. about you to Bozeman? Um, Let's fast forward. It's in a lady. The mountains oh, and the right. school. The mountains and the college. I was looking for a college. Um, didn't get too much advice from 
high school counselors at the time. They weren't, you know, very proactive. That which was I fine. That. But I was yeah. gonna, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So I was gonna go to uh, um, either the University of Minnesota. So I was gonna head down to Prince Territory, or yeah. Montana. Because oh, you're gonna go east or west. Yeah. Or? My uh, my cousin had come up here. He was going to school here, and he had just gotten out of the Marines, um, and he was coming up to attend school he's like yeah man you should check out check out bozeman it's got it's got granolas and hicks and you know it's kind of a nice balance of everything the rivers the mountains i think you'd really like it so i came up for a visit and the mountains really blew me away and I'm yeah just, i'm not out it outdoor right it's just the presence of them you know yeah, like, oh, yeah. being in every the day you look up it's a little vortex isn't Me it? it's meditative. it is and that's yeah. that's great for me and then when i do get up into them huge bonus and then i i was talking with my mom so i don't know mom what should i do and and i kind she of just handed you the nunchucks and said you she says go bozeman feels good to me <laughs> and i <laughs> said bozeman it is yeah yeah nice. so mom i mean it was going to be the same like tuition and then i came up yeah. here and much smaller scene than than uh, minneapolis but right. you know after all these years of playing music and touring around and seeing the country and other parts of the world Nothing has pulled me like Bozeman. It pulls you back. Yeah. Pulls me back. So yeah. can we Not touch on your on your band Stool? Stool. Yes. That was. <laughs> I remember Stool when I moved here. Yeah. yeah. That, that was, was a fun classic. project. So um, I met I met Chuck Goodwin. Um, we were playing in the MSU jazz band together. Oh, cool. Jazz ensemble wow. and uh, and Lenny America Can't who picture, picture, was Lenny Woodward then. He was drumming in that ensemble. Yeah. Okay. And it was just a couple years later, or one year later, that uh, that Adam joined the ensemble, Adam Platt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. I got in with all these guys really early, and and we everyone was forming bands, you know? There was Jazz Discharge in those days, and and right. people were just, it's like, it was the thing, because there were, uh, jam bands right. were coming out. And so it was August in that group, too? Was he in that jazz, and, that group of jazzers? Yep, and August, and I met him right away, uh, just, just through the music scene, and... Um, and we were playing some music with some other guys together. Uh, and the town was so much smaller then, too. So it's like you just probably met was, anyone that was in the summer yeah, path or whatever. It was really easy to get something going. Um, yeah. And so started talking with Chuck and Og. I had been doing some. He had this um, project going with another guitarist uh, who lived over in the Thailand apartments. And <laughs> we rehearsed there. And. Uh, Pelican, Pelican was the name of this band, and he was just like a, it was a guitar-based thing, two guitars and then sax, and then whoever else he could round up. But he was mm -hmm. this edgy songwriter out of Los Alamos, New Mexico, huh. and he was writing these tunes. But I was playing with James, who was this really you know very docile person, like more like August, you know, gentle and, and easygoing. Mm -hmm. So they were playing together, and we were all doing things, and well, let's get Chuck together, and let's get Let's get Lenny together. So we did a couple jams. Lenny couldn't sign on to the band, and John Paul Travis showed up oh. in town. And I saw him at MSU, actually in the, um, he was playing this um, one, four, five progression, just ripping it up on the piano, just going up and down, very, very uh, Paige McConnell from Fish like. Uh -huh. you know, oh, yeah, Fish yeah. was hitting really hard, right? Or oh, just yeah, starting yeah, that was, yeah, really that was hard at the yep. time, like mid 90, 95, you know, sure, 94. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, 
After the band went on for three years, so we started in '93. That's only three years, huh? Yeah, because you guys made a record and yeah, we played a lot. Yeah, we made a record. So we formed. So <clears throat> wow, man, you play the piano. That's awesome. What else do you do? So we're just meeting. I play drums. Oh, you play drums? Gets up there, you know, all funky the way he plays and forward moving. And well, you want to come try this out? So we get together and. It was fun. We had a band. So we started writing music, and everyone started to think about, not really. We didn't really want to do covers unless they were super cool. And kind of the one that, that brought the most covers was Chuck, and he was bringing Zappa. Yeah. And, totally. Oh, of course, we did Stranglehold. Ogbot brought Stranglehold <laughs> to the mix. Somebody brought Chili Peppers, Yertle the Turtle to the mix. So we were kind of trying to write music, and I'm a softy, you know, I write, I love ballads. So I'd bring my thing to the mix, which were these kind of more popish, like lighter tunes. And uh, yeah, we started started doing well, and at least as a band, and getting our tunes together, and it was a, it was kind of a complex mix of, of things that, that we were putting together. And yeah, we were, we were I remember you guys young. were, yeah, I remember it was a party up uh, near Bridger Bowl. We're like doubled a 95 up. or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that was my buddy Alex and I. We just were like, we're going to open up and be the attempts. But we didn't know what the hell we were doing. We were attempting on just doing something. Yeah. So we just were in the, we ended up not playing, I think. We were on the poster or whatever, but we didn't play. I think it just didn't work out. We're like, you know, I don't know you what happened. Play at all, I don't man? think so. I think we went in the the driveway and just played like really? lawn chairs or something. <laughs> where was the time we did? I can't it? remember. Was it, it David Troy's? Maybe there was gravy thing together? that we did together though. Uh, yeah, and, and then you I think had Dave was gravy right after. Yeah, right at that same time. Yeah, yeah, just right after, like pretty much that year, you know. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just have this visual of like there was this funky place and it was in there uh, near Bridger Bowl in the canyon and you guys were playing. There was like a lap pool. I don't know if you remember, like, there's a lap. You guys were playing. I remember watching you guys play. And, and the, there was that a lap. big warehouse thing yeah, it's and like a, a lap pool. Yeah, there's, like, a lap pool, just, like, this thin, long pool to do laps, which is, like, whoa, that's – never seen that before in my life. And then uh, <laughs> I do not remember And it was such a great pool. party. It was such a good party. Because we were really sitting at you, like, party. sit around the lap pools up. And that was just to the one side, and then it was an open thing for people yeah. to dance or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was uh, – that's my vision of yeah. Stolen. We were Absolutely. supposed to do something, and me and Alex did it, but we ended up – Goofing around and like on the driveway and playing or something. That's hilarious. Later <laughs> That's, we, did, uh, anyway, we did play I some, that. but I think it was a gravy. That stool was a thing. later. Yeah, and I feel oh. like there was that too. Gravy yeah, stool, gravy stool, stool gravy, <laughs> stool gravy. But um, <laughs> but now uh, so what? So so that was in the past, yeah. and then what are what's your bands you're in yeah. now and stuff like? Or what do you? Well, what are we doing now? Or what's the progression? That moving into this, you know, my 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 job in that band was my role was to play sax, which was unique. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sing a little bit. Yeah, that was and exciting. I sang yeah. and I. Played Played guitar, and those are the three things that I'm still doing now. So that yeah. was the first time that I was in a band where I was able to kind of work on those things mm-hmm. and and start to embody those three things and switch between the instruments. And I really, really got off on it. I yeah, that's fun. It. Like, and it made cool, a different sound. A horn. You didn't have a horn in a band that right. a young band and stuff. Yeah. I remember back east we had this band called Chakra out of Boston, I think. And they had they were like this total original band, progressive stuff. I think the drummer's the dude in Motet oh, and stuff. Uh, yeah. but um but they had a saxophone player. And that was the first like just real new exciting saxophone player band, rock band that's yeah. like jammy and so then we coming out here seeing you doing that, I was like, sweet. It's just happen- a, it was a cool thing. You didn't see it talk, much. Let's talk yeah. about your your current bands, but then I want okay. to know yeah. when you started uh messing with sounds on sax and pedals and stuff. But let's yep. talk about bands. Okay. So bands, um, the two hard work, hardest working bands I'm in right now are Pinky and the Floyd. 
and the tiny band. Mm-hmm. And in Pinky, I get to do the get the acoustic guitar. Dan Fogelberg cover band. band. Oh yeah. Oh, and yep. the Dan Fogelberg. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh wait, Pinky and Floyd's Pink Floyd. That's kind of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then the tiny band is mostly Motown and um, you know soul and and R and B, but we do some modern stuff too. Mm-hmm. And I sing about a third of the material in that one, yeah. and then cool. play guitar and sax also. So I get to do those things, and those are bands that are working a lot and and established. But I've been in Pinky, I think nine years of the ten wow. that it's been. Yeah, and uh, long time like that, and then the first the tiny... year was just a couple of them just stoned on acid, sitting yeah. on pillows playing acoustic, and then they got more. Le- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like Pink Floyd started. <laughs> it was great there. when I joined in, though. I walked into this rehearsal and went, "Holy, th- this music's happening live!" You know, just lots of lots of goosebumps, and I'm in on this. I'm in on this. So nice. it was really fun, and that's been a really fun journey. Yeah. The tiny band said a nine year old. Uh, ensemble as well, and we serve a lot of people, uh, people's parties and weddings and mm-hmm. party. It's a party band. Yep, it's a yeah. full-on party band with good yeah. vibes and a good song list that's just kind of been crafted by what people respond to. Yeah, it's got right. nothing really to do with our. It's a nice practice in getting yourself out of the way and learning just a ton of songs through the. Right. I mean, think about that band of the court through the years. How many yeah. songs covers have you learned? It's good. Make. It does help your growth as a musician Absolutely. at any age, right? Yeah, and, it's, and, and musicians need to study music. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what we have to do. If you're not writing 15 songs a day, then you need to be doing something like yep. practicing. Or And I say that because I just recently met a, a successful songwriter out at Chico. We were just soaking. He's from Nashville. And what do you do? Well, what do you do down there? Are you making it? And I asked about uh, about Adam, you know, you know Petrov and heard the name and oh, cool. uh, and so we met and his name's uh, Ross Copperman. Huh. He's got 19 number one hits Damn. and he's got his own he's got thing. mailbox money. He's got mailbox money. Damn. Yeah, totally. Cool. And really nice guy. I said, so how did that happen for you? Did you go study songwriting or whatever? He said, well, I grew up as a classical guitar or a classical piano player oh, and was doing that. So he had skills and he said, and then you know, he was in college and doing some music and just started getting onto the songwriting things. He said, so I'd started to write 15 songs a day. Damn. I said, Holy so you weren't, wow. you weren't allowing yourself to get attached then. You were just crafting and writing. He's like, yeah, no attachment, all craft. Just getting really good at it. And, wow. uh Cool. That's how. That's impressive. That's how it can be done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. With his books. Actually, truly. Yep. He does what? Truly. Three pages a day. Like, he's got this thing. I'm going to do this every day. Three, I think he does three pages a day, yeah. and that's and then he, or if he does more, great. But at least he does that, and it's like that's how he gets prolific. He's just got you. You put it in your routine, proli- you know. And those guys, and, uh, you embrace it. It's like uh, Paul Simon or somebody. It's like they've been doing it. It's all they've done. Yeah, they've worked one job and then they did that. And that's yeah. all, and then they've done it. So it's like it's yeah. it's hard. It's it's daunting. To even yeah. think so all about, you twenty year olds yeah. out there, you know, that, to totally get, to get, get that busy. good, you yeah. got to work My hard. Age, forget work and, and it's hard. You know, yeah, like Springsteen, like. Springsteen's oh yeah, a he's a good worker. Example. He's yeah, a yeah. lifer. If he yeah. wasn't going to be a musician, he was going to be a miner. And he was going to dig, dig yeah. all the way through yeah. the earth. You, know? you ever think about yeah. guys? Like, I think like like Jerry Garcia. Like if he hadn't, I mean, oh, what, what would that guy have done if he hadn't? <laughs> if he, he would, hadn't had those opportunities, making on pizzas guitar, or some shit. It would have yeah. been, you know, we would have we would have really missed out. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which goes with what Corey Congilio. I, I keep thinking of that. I'm like people. This is a neat thing if you ever, but because uh, um, I know you watch our show religiously. But uh, no, we had a guest on who's from Nashville and a, a session guy, and d- he's great. And he, I love his uh, thing about um, uh, 
people need your art. Like yeah. I, I've been thinking about that on stage lately, even though if it's whatever it is, even if it's cover band or whatever, like that person, they're going to, someone's going to be there doing this or like that's, you have, well, you're it, it's motivated for you to play it. Yeah. And it's something, like when I'm playing a, if you get touched two people, they needed that art. They needed your playing. Oh, yeah, man. And it's like, such I a play, cool thing. It's inspirational to kind of think of that. I play musical wallpaper gigs all the time, you know, and I don't have, I don't, I'm, I have no problem with that. Yeah. And if people are talking, hanging out, I'm just setting a vibe and yeah. it's, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not, you know, you're not playing I'm not, Carnegie Hall, you're background. There like, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They're, they're the brewery or whatever to have a beer and talk to their friends. Yeah. And, but, but I do, I, you know, me sitting there in the corner playing, singing, whatever, it's just like facilitating yeah. a vibe. Yeah. And that might just be, and that that's, someone's going to think that's wonderful, even though they didn't hear all your, yeah, they don't now I think you should yeah. not face the wall and start facing the <laughs> audience when you play. I don't know, Joe. Yeah, well, you think yeah. your you need to start doing that. <laughs> you need a bigger stage for this. <laughs> um, to speak to that, on that one end of the spectrum with the working bands and being a professional musician, there's these hardworking bands. We show up and we do the show and we get keep getting it better. Yeah, I get paid and, and that's your thing. And then in, in, the, in the middle of that spectrum, I've got my jazz gigs and gigs that might pay anywhere from $12 with the big band on a Sunday night yep. to... We have to have know, all those outlets. Yeah, to 50 bucks at Red Tractor yep. or nothing here or something there or... And then producing. Don't you think as, a, as an artist, as a yeah. musician, that's part of the lineage too? Like I want to, I, yeah. I look at you, I would love to get into that. I would like to eventually hit that point where I'm helping other artists. Uh, I love, because I love doing songwriting with kids and stuff like yeah. that. But I'd love to do... The restraining order. Help people with production. But, inhibits but, it. But yeah. producing. <laughs> fun, right? Yeah. Once yeah. that's lived, it's going to be oh, great. Oh, totally. Yeah, all the music production, the things that don't, the things that you are part passion, part professional, you mm -hmm. know, and part just study and like jazz is constant musical study. And then on the, on the, the far end of the spectrum over here, I have a whole group of instruments that I work with because I want to nurture my relationship with music without any of this other Yeah, you're playing noise. harmonium and stuff. Yeah, harmonium, native flutes, mm -hmm. uh, singing bowls, chanting, mm -hmm. yeah. whatever. You know, the Armenian Duke things that I, I'll put on recordings mm -hmm. because I love to make Do recordings. Do you get with those Kirtan guys? Yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll get with the Kirtan folk and nice. they use my wife's studio and cool. and all that. So when I have time, I, I get in there and I've got a Kirtan book I put together. So. Um, there's there's a new there's a number of projects that when I do have free time I'll I'll dump some time into it and those help me to just really sink in and even as who I am and yeah know, man. like I do this you know and it it all contributes to everything. Let's get to your gear and okay, uh, here's some gear um, and talk about it. Maybe hear some sounds too and everything. And who who inspired you or what led you to go into effect? Because you probably I would imagine you probably played sax. On natural for a period of Straight time, through and that's it. Yeah, you know, um, I should probably. This is mention, for saxophones, people. Yeah, this is the saxes. This is actually this is a whole thing. Um, I try to, being a multi, you know, disciplined musician and and person, I guess. I try to, I I think holistically. So I try to kind of get everything together, which is not always awesome because sometimes you need to be very specific like right this pedal does a great job or this one you know sure. instead of the big unit which i tried first but going all the way back to when i was a, a teenager in the 80s my dad had a, 
home studio set up and he was working on his songs and cool, his cool. album. Very cool. And that's when I started to learn how to use uh, a four track recorder, the nice. Fostex. Sweet. And he taught me how to do it. And I did my sophomore in high school demonstration speech on making your own recording. And I, I hauled oh, in the cool. instruments and did a 12 bar blues Sweet. and laid them down one at a time and did that and took up the whole class. And that's teacher awesome. loved it. He was cool. He was very much into art. So. For me, the whole this all this stuff kind of goes way back to to my roots and my beginnings, and recording's always been there. When we started to make the transition into digital uh, music, you know, using computers to record music, I was really, really against it. So this was back in the stool days in the in the right. in the mid '90s. It was starting, to, starting happen, to happen, and yeah. I'm like, no, I was trying to be a purist and trying to follow and fall in love with jazz. No, I will never use computers right. for music. You know? <laughs> well, you know, I've gone 180 from that. But yeah, so convenient. It, we started making awesome. albums with it. And, then, and at that time, it was like learning everything over, but the love of it was still there. So this, this whole thing kind of extends from that going way back. I wanted to create a system. And so I, I looked uh, for a board that would do what I needed it to do. So this system is actually designed to, um, oh, to, to, to hook up with my computer oh. and, and do live, live tracks and oh. production and launch things. And, oh, and yeah. you know, so the USB and the multiple ins, and then I could come through effects or not use effects. So mm -hmm. this can be used in a bunch of different ways. Mostly these days, uh, because of the gigs I have, this is serving as my, my premix board. So like Pinky and the Floyd is where I, where I use it actually. And I've got, I've got all these, um, these three channels hard pan to the left. So this is my, um, this is my guitar channel. Oh, so I'll okay. plug my guitars in there and, and run it through another board and come into channel three. And then this is the sax. And cool. this is... Um, so are you sending front of house just a single XLR off of that board? And there and that's and you're yep. dealing you're with... You're doing more PA rather than an amp. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. Guitar it's, and sax. So it's a huge DI for all your stuff. Exactly. So are you one channel on the front of house mixer Two. from this? Chuck will come in and, okay. and he'll grab this for my guitars. It's hard, okay. And then, and you'll and hard pan them. And they're hard yeah. panned, yeah. So this yeah. isn't actually do it. This was just an experiment. Sometimes I'll run it and I want to have effects on every channel. So That's a nice way I'll of doing that. I'll run it as a Man. loop. You uh, can have certain channels or just pan to one side. That's a great way of doing that. Yeah. Uh, actually, yep. I can't believe I never... Cool. And then you can use yeah. the onboard yeah. effects if I, if, I, if I want to get another delay or use some flanging or something like that. And I don't have very many pedals, obviously, because... Um, I just haven't gotten there yet, but there's uh, well, this one's gone. Uh, so yeah, I thought well, I'll get it all in one and try to get this together. But when I'm playing live, I don't put my guitars through effects. It's an acoustic guitar, and it plays the acoustic acoustic guitar role, uh -huh. and that's what it does. But when I'm doing like some live yoga music, you know, for a, for a class, and I've got all these grooves up, I'll. I'll have the, all these effects running through there, so I can dial in delays and verbs and create create soundscapes, things, yeah, yeah atmospheric. Or now, do you have a strobe light and a smoke machine going on while you're doing that? Only for the night sessions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've seen I, some I, of those I, yoga shows. They're wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah deep house Come yoga. Come to the night one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Deep house uh, yoga. Me and Blaze are going to deep house yoga. Yeah. Right? yeah. 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 If it's cold, deep. it's cold. Deep house yoga. Yeah. 
<laughs> I double fist the mats. I wear like an ice suit, you know. <laughs> like um, the muscles to be really cold. When yeah, I well, oh, you're yeah. not gonna, you know, you're not gonna probably not gonna tear them <laughs> that way. Well, let's hear, yeah. let's hear some of this stuff. All right, so you want to hear? Now, real quick, your acoustic guitars. Now, you said, do you have a, you have not this one, but this, you have a T. I do have a T5, and it's and, the uh, Koa custom like that. With oh, the, that's right. It is with the black, it's just yeah. the bigger body. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Um, you play great. a little classical. Yeah. You have a steel string and a nylon with pinky, right? Uh, yes. You have some good cool. blue skies, some stuff. Yeah, actually, I, did, I said, yes, when we do the wall, I'll bring out a nylon guitar. Otherwise, I'll have, sometimes I use the baritone, the Tacoma oh, yeah. baritone. I think sweet. Yeah, um, nice. And real deep, you know, which works for, like, background acoustic guitar on comfortably numb, and I mm -hmm. use it for some other tunes. But that, and then the T5, and I'll bring that out. So sometimes I'll have you know, two or three guitars out there. Cool. Blaze, I think we should yeah. have a Let's band where, the we, where we do yoga while we're playing in the band. We're like, doing I that, think so. You know, I think that'd be good. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, if I Blaze and I can't do that. Yeah, I was going to say, I need more stretching. I need to take a <laughs> we're beginner not, class. We're not that limber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I keep ripping, I keep ripping my yoga yeah. pants. Let's Let's work. Everyone's been working <laughs> on that concept. Oh, and by the way, people, just for, we are going to talk to Jake about, we are going to talk to Jake about this. This is, this is not a good idea. Mm -mm. We're coming to Music Villa by the Hosa. You get one of these, so then it's less strain on your input check that's going to go eventually or bonk it once you yeah. bonk it. Should we see so how So just it telling works? you guys how to do that. So there you go. Should we try it out and see if it works? Yeah. Yeah, you want to do it? Yeah. Let's see if Sorry, it Sorry, I just had to... Yeah, and I, I say highly recommend a, for any sax players, if you're getting into gear, this is not forward. good. But I'm very careful up on stage, and I have a whole bunch of stuff, and I block it off so no one's walking by. Um, it's the same thing as the reeds, like. But one that woo, makes me drummer. nervous. One drummer. That makes one me nervous. Right on that. Yeah. <laughs> one grouchy sound man. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> kicking around on the stage. Yeah, yep. yep. uh, it's out always there. a drummer. No regard for cables. Yeah. They don't use them. Mm. They don't use. Them. <laughs> they don't understand. Like, oh, you guys have to carry a bunch of cables. So I have to carry all these drums. Yeah. Back. Well, they do have to. They do first have to one, do a lot more work than the rest. First of them. one there, last one to leave. Yep. yep. Not easy cool. to rip on drummers. So here we go. We're going to replace yes. this long. Look at that. You're going to be so happy. Thing with uh, something that can make my footprint a little smaller and more flexible. Strain relief. Look, look at that. At this. Oh, this is beautiful. That I feel was more hurting. It was, it I was feel more further, comfortable now. Furthermore, <laughs> for, like for more security, guys, for more security, Ooh, we can oh, come in under here. People. And... Uh, uh -huh. See, it's coming together here. At Music Villa, we want to make things that. work for you. Look at that. And there it is. can tuck under. There it is. That's it's, the move. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, this yeah. is nice. See, this is a game changer. This is nice. Let's do some. Let's rock this out. Okay. Let's celebrate with some tunes. What do you want to hear? I got a couple of saxophones. Uh, careless Whisper. Here yeah. I have a tenor saxophone. I can do a compared to what? Les McCann. Yep. And a, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a tenor sax. And, uh, this Eddie, is like the main saxophone. Or whatever his name is. Uh, who's for, the Les McCann guy? For jazz. Who? Uh, and the saxophone player. For what? And he always had the curly thing for the electric saxophone. Compared to what? Eddie Harris. Eddie Harris. That's oh, what I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of. Yeah. Oh, Eddie anyway. Harris um, yeah, yeah, let's do that uh, song. Let's, can we hear you want yeah, the tenor? Wanna, you want the bass? Um, let's hear tenor. Let's first okay. hear tenor. And yeah, he's got this huge barrier. This thing is like a whole, this is like a piece of furniture. Yeah. This is huge. Give me it sax, Jones, it's, it's massive. Um, I like when you play it uh, 10 or 12 miles away. <laughs> 10 or 12 dB <laughs> quiet open. <laughs> uh, tenor? 10 or 12 miles jokes. away. Okay, so that's the sax just by itself, right? It's beautiful. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 
as a as a music uh, producer, also I like to play around with all the um, huge variety, endless endless combinations of reverb and uh, delay and reverb mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. can just go so many places with it yeah. you know the different types of reverb different types of delays sure. so i've limit i'm i'm down to just that when it comes to those pedals are so good to though. effects they're These like a rack pedals. unit in a pedal yeah they're the same algorithms they're totally cool they work yeah. great um you know i might go for some I'm kind of, I'm not a reverb snob, but I have a certain sound of reverb that I really love and I haven't been able to find it, but these work. <laughs> and then this, um, and then I got this this whammy just to have fun with. I was I wanted some harmonization. Let's get freaky. Can we get freaky? Yeah, we can cool. totally okay. get freaky. You want to run yeah. your pedals? Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you run the pedals. Can I do you stuff do to what, this? Do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. We're making this backwards. We're going to go reverse. Whoa. Okay. You sure you don't mind? Don't mind at all. Okay. Part Joe, of, you're out of control. Part of my whole music philosophy is that I like to. Uh, I like that to. Backwards? I like to just yell at Oh my god. Whatever works. Like, here's something. You just, you just said Paul is dead. Make it work. Lovely. That was fun. So I love making weird you, sounds. If Thanks, you didn't Jake. have it, yeah. Um, the, the cool thing about the sax is um, it's kind of like a voice when it comes to effects. You're still the voice is always going to be there. Yeah. Or right. an acoustic guitar, anything that that puts out more sound. So um, it's always a surprise if I do decide to want to record something that's effects only. And there's no sax tone in there. Uh-huh. Because then you can hide that it is a saxophone. Oh. But anytime you have to blend tone, then there's that consideration. Sure. Which causes, you know, a different 
type of thing to happen in the brain. Oh, the, the dry tone's in there the whole time. Uh-huh. And there's nothing like a dry saxophone. It's kind of a cheap shot. Like the way Clarence Clemens used it too, especially, would just lay into those long notes sure. over yeah. that this big, Real thick, uh, huge fabric of sound, that, that high energy Springsteen, mm-hmm. and then here comes Clarence. And that's if you read Bruce Springsteen's book. That I'm just yeah. starting that, to do that. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, Listen to that on tape because he reads it. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah he I reads it. Uh, and it's really it's good. But he talks about read. the moment when he met Clarence. He saw him walk in the back door of a gig and he walked up and they met and they talked. And he said, and I finally found, you know, and I heard him play and I said, that's it. That's the sound that. Nice. That's the 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 yeah. hole. You know. The, yeah, yeah. That's the end of the sound. That's it. That's the cherry. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That completes my it. sound. Cool. And then he was stoked. He said, and Clarence was a real rock and roll sax player. He wasn't he's a just rocker, a jazzer yeah. slumming no, with the rock. He's a real rock and roll. He is. Right. And it's all it's about that guy. energy that the sax carries in its tone. That. Oh yeah. Which, I do believe. A lot of the great, yeah. a lot of my favorite guitar, you know, Jimi Hendrix and Garcia, my favorite classic rock guys, they were all heavily influenced by horn players. Yeah. Right. And they were trying to not necessarily sound like another guitar player. They were trying to play those kind of horn lines. We get in patterns that, with you know? guitar where yeah. horn lines yeah. are fluid, they're and, phrasing, and, and, guitar and that's players, what it helps. Like, I'm, I'm terrible about this, about not taking breaths, because we don't have to. Right. We can sit there right. and just, all day. I hold my breath the whole time. And, you know, if you think about, think like a horn player, you have better phrasing. Yeah. You'll have yeah. to take a breath. It's a definitely a great play exercise a line, to play, do. you know. Totally. Yeah. Yep, you got. You have to stop. Yeah. Unless you're just only working on circular for, breathing. But that's yeah. like, what, you know, th- then you don't have to phrase it. What, yeah. what, I circular breathe on yeah. guitar yeah. all the time. If you're going to play. Did you redo? Yeah. If you're going to play Bach cello suites, then yeah. you yeah, probably want to circular breathe yep. if you're doing yep. them on the sax. Yep. Or you're going to have to figure out some phrasing. Man, I saw David Murray play one time, like, in a small room. And uh, that dude. Up at the coffee shop? It was at Vargo's. At Vargo's. With Kelly. Yeah. Roberti. Yeah. And, uh. He kind of blew my mind, man. And he was he was playing these lines that were like three minutes long of I know shredding. And yeah. that's that's it. <laughs> and Look that's, at that thing. That's a really cool thing about the sax is that it um, it uh, you you sustain. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a stringed instrument that you can keep that sustain going. But you pluck a guitar, it starts to die right away. Sure. So no like decays. a piano. Yeah. yeah, and the decays right there. And I think that guitarists, um, in in fact, back to Stuhl in, in August, we would have discussions back then. He's like, yeah, saxophone players are so jealous of them because they get this energy, you know, because the tone just gets to keep going and going and going. Mm-hmm. And, right. and Santana did that really well. You yeah, know, he, he would just be able to get these soaring sustained, long tones sustained, and yeah. hold out and like, wow, that's, that's a diff, you know, that's, that's, that's its own, own way. Now this is a, a baritone. <laughs> this yeah. is now when someone walks in the room with this, it's a different effect if I walked it's, in with a ukulele. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. What yeah. does that tell you? Yeah, this, this guy is going to do some shit. <laughs> right? This gets some serious, serious attention. We're going to hear some things we don't uh, normally hear. Totally. Right? So, you know, of course, the thing that this this is really well known for is it's low end. It's a, it's a very low end instrument. It wraps around. So, you know, it's already this tall and this is about half, yeah. of, half of its height. So... This instrument is, a small is child in very there. tall. Yeah, and this is not the this the 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 saxophones have a main quartet of instruments, and this would be the baritone saxophone, the tenor, then the alto, and the soprano, and those are the four that are mainly played. And then there's a bass, 
and a contrabass, oh, yeah. and then the Sapronino oh, on top. So there's huh? seven in the family. Oh, wow. Huh. Yep. Big load. So this is a big... If Kenny this is a, didn't play it, you know, me and Blaze aren't really... Yeah, I, I, right. I, I right. only really tune into the soprano. Yeah, the uh, soprano smooth, smooth jazz. Smooth and silky yeah. soprano. I'll have to make a Barry Sax smooth jazz album for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or wanna, just maybe one track. I need, some, the whole I, need, I need some baby making music. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so this one going has out that work. low end, yeah? this whole range of the saxophone that you can't find fingerings for. Let me demonstrate. Here's all the notes on this saxophone that have just proper fingerings, like frets on a guitar where you'd play the whole guitar. But if you wanted higher or something, tones or? you could use um, harmonics. And, okay. and so this has a whole harmonic system to it also. Because if this is just a tube, um, then here's my, here's my fundamental note. But I could play its octave. And it's fifth. And it's octave. It works better when I'm warmed then? up. Um, huh? Is that a B flat? The note itself? Yeah, what is that? Note? Yes, I'm playing a low B flat. Okay. Whoa, ear training, good, Joe. Good call. It's a concert D flat, however. Uh -huh. so, oh, see, he missed that. Because I'm uh -huh. But that's a B flat. <laughs> and then... Uh, and then they go way up there. And that's yeah, this is a range. That. That's yeah, cool. so here's that's the highest note in there? Wow. Uh, no, here's the highest note. So here's the lowest. And here's all the ones in between the lowest and, and the highest finger. Got a sticky one. There we go. I usually have that. In its range. How do you yeah. guys do the uh, cool. harmonics? And sense. then you can go higher by playing these altissimo notes, which have fingerings. Altissimo. Yeah, altissimo. And you can go. New spaghetti sauce. Altissimo. So here was that highest one. And here's higher. Wow, so, man. So now wow, I've gone up to a D, that. and I can go. And then I can work with the fingerings, and I'll, I'll get into that in these weird, when I get really weird solos, I'll just go screaming. And So I'm going to play up there, and now you play with the effects I'd, I'd like to hear the low, if we do an octave on this, play your low you note, and I want to do a low two octave down. Okay. Is it harder to play later. this than a tenor? And all that, are there, it's because it's bigger, you have to blow more air? They're it? different, yeah. yeah. Once you learn how to use your air, it's not bad. Okay. But for you a little person, a you know, who's just getting into sax, you come from an alto to a berry, there, yeah, yeah, it all just thing. falls out. But it's the same right. for me, like on a flute, because uh -huh. I can't control the air as well. Oh. And I start playing a flute, and it just all goes in. And I have a yeah. lot, you know? Yeah. It's just I can't control it uh, also well. So you want to hear this some, is just experimental. some low stuff. Yeah. Okay, let's get for you. 
Yeah. I think you guys should do a duet. Uh, You're on your hands and knees just doing that while he's playing. I'd do that for four hours. That's now, so fun. Yeah. When you're writing music, do you have something? Should we say anything online that you have stuff online that you're doing, you're selling, or you're, you got music on there or anything oh, or, um, at this point? Oh, yeah, or uh, maybe in the future. Stuff. Yeah, Studio if you go to jakesongs.com Jake or Jake Fleming Music, my YouTube channel, I'm slowly building all of that stuff up, but I've got some cool. ins- instrumental music that I've written on there that that um, can easily accompany yoga. Actually, all of the music was Great. informed by by um, yoga s- uh, sequences and the breath. Oh. So that's how I figured out how many measures to write for that particular piece. So all of it's formed. It's not like, I'm going to write a song. Okay, that feels good. This was very specific. Yeah. I made a spreadsheet wow. and entered in formulas. Like, wow. okay, this tempo, this key signature, for this amount of time, how many measures do I need to compose? You need 89 measures. Sweet! Wow. Easy. Yeah. I can write 89 measures of music. Wow. No problem. That's so that awesome. so tell real quick, we gotta wrap this up, but real quick, I want to yeah. touch upon the yoga as part of your influence of music or yeah. what that is in your life yeah. and what and what that is that you're doing. You're writing are you writing those yoga things for playing live yoga? You're you're trying to match the breathing and the exercises that they're doing or I've, d- I've done that twice, yeah. And it's pretty rigid. It's a little more rigid than I than I think is appropriate for an individual's yoga practice. But if you wanted a real rigid one that really kicked your butt, then you do that one. So sometimes I do it, but I've kind of been, you know, if it wasn't for yoga, I um, probably wouldn't have gotten on a, on a healthy path of living and I wouldn't have been able to, Maybe I would have. I don't know. You mean you don't it's drink Montucky right. early in the morning? Not at, 10, not at 10. <laughs> but I am going to try um, one later so I can join you and find out what it's like. Yes. Um, I just have But that's big, what it was a healthy, uh, you made a choice to do this yeah, or it came it, upon you? Uh, it was, uh, I, I, I chose it. Um, kind of people who get into a yoga practice and go into it deep like a music practice pretty much feel like it chose them, like music. Like, did you really choose music? Or did yeah. it just kind of show up and sure. take you? Right. Yeah. And uh, so yoga and yoga practice and all of the you know various philosophies and books that come with it, I, I um, am very deeply steeped in that. And it has made my music life that so much easier to, to tolerate. Because most of, most of what yoga is, is to be OK with everything that arises at whenever it arises. Yeah. And if you can apply that same contact, con, uh, that same concept, yep. and practice to your music making, mm-hmm. like when you're writing a song and you get an idea and you want to throw it out, it's okay. You know, yeah. let it be. Yeah. Uh, whatever your bandmates are going through, oh, it's yeah. okay. I, I, you know, love philosophy cool. and music. All, all that all stuff, that. Yeah. yeah. And yoga's yoga was just worry, a real good happy. balance. Yeah. And they work so well together. So Go the I, yeah, artistically, I fuse them, but philosophically, probably more so. And in, as an act of physical practice, because as musicians, it's physical, but it's fine motor skills and it's not good posture all the time. It's not that yeah. and that. So yeah. it really helps to be able to breathe. And as a wind player, of course, the breath. And so yeah, it's just as a perfect a marriage. marriage of two yeah. disciplines for me. I like that's that. cool. Yeah, that's I, that's good. I'm glad I wanted to We're hear way about over that. time, but yes, I, we need one more little bit. Okay. Kind of just you kind of just did it right there, but just can you just impart a little final bit of wisdom, words? Final words of wisdom to any listeners. Uh, it doesn't have to be anything profound. Just anything, something that 
came, you know, came that was good that you came across in your life that tattoo like a, ideas, like a, a, a philosophy, a little snippet, the, a little, a little. The more you know, something for the yeah, <laughs> one to grow yeah. on. Yeah, uh, as much as I'd love to give you guys a quote that. Uh, is uh, from me and nice and original. <laughs> There's something my dad told me years ago, and, and I, I keep understanding it more and more and more and more. And you know how you meet people, and you have a conversation, and you talk about your stresses, and you say, well, I'm going to balance this out. I'm going to figure it out. And they say, well, let me know when you do. Right? That conversation. <laughs> well, I was having one of those with my dad one time, and he said, well, you know, all you have to do is relax and pay attention. Yeah. I like that. Okay. And I understand that a lot more now, especially after, you know, years and years of sitting there and... It's being in the moment. Yep. So as as few things as we can boil, boil it down to and be comfortable with that, be happy about that, and just, you know, within that, of course, the ability to relax is accepting yourself. Sure. You're not going to relax about life until you're okay with who you are, right? It's very true. So relax and I'm pay good attention. enough. I'm smart enough. God damn it, people <laughs> like me. And God damn it, I know how to relax. <laughs> I'm relaxed. <laughs> and I'm paying attention. That's right. Well, okay. Well, that was great. That was great. Thanks, yeah, thanks, thanks for coming guys. out. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. And uh, yeah. that's Jake Fleming, everyone, um, our guest today. And, uh, you know, subscribe. We're still giving away a thing, right? Uh, uh, John Mayer. Underwear, I think we're giving away or something. Yeah, uh, or his uh, sky, his uh, guitar thing. Yep. The the guitar. The guitar. <laughs> Not the guitar thing. Or the we're, we're gonna give away one of those. We get a certain amount of subscribers. We're gonna pick one yeah. out of a hat, I guess, and uh, John, give it away. If you ever come across this, come be on our show, please. Yeah. Yeah, down the You're street, come visit. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, thanks for watching, everyone, and check us out. Check our website. We're Music Villa in Bozeman, Montana. We do a lot of lovely things involving music instruments yeah. and whatnot. And uh, we're the Beer and Gear, or Gear and Beer Show. I'll never get that right. <laughs> and uh, it's Joe. This is Blaze. Jake Fleming, guest. Blaze Dustin just, behind the camera. Dustin, yeah, Blaze just had a birthday. Wish everyone happy oh, birthday, okay. Blaze. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> All right. Take care, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you finish it. <laughs>